Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am the CEO and founder of J Intel, a nonprofit organization that bridges the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Being an overcomer, visionary, and God's creation, I empower women with their emotional wellness and intimacy with God to live abundantly. In this podcast series, we reveal that our wellness is not just physical health, but includes mental and spiritual health. True health and well-being include all three aspects. We transform our lives when we care for our mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome back. I don't know if you was with the last week, but we had a great conversation with Marcia and her talking about her purpose and being in her voice and how God used her experiences to encourage others along their journey. And so you know how I do. It, you, you're used to it. I told her, hey, come on back. We got some more questions. And so Marcia, welcome back. And can you reintroduce yourself to our lovely audience? Yes. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me back. I am Marcia and Cole. I'm just a girl allowing God to use her. I'm a wife, a mother, a daughter, a registered nurse by profession. But most importantly, I am a child of God who loves the Lord. And I love food too. And that's always exciting. And so in our last interview, we were talking about the time to move. And we were also talking a little bit about your annual virtual, what was the correct phrase you used? It was your virtual. It was my annual um, celebration of my weekly Zoom talk. Okay. And I'm just curious because when you started the, the Zoom process, initially, did you think you'll get to a place where you'll have a gathering of that nature and, and have so many other people join you and, and there'd be such a lively presence? No, not at all. I didn't have a clue of what was going to happen, how it was going to turn out. I didn't even know if anyone was going to show up. Right. And so not knowing if anyone was going to show up, what was something that you, I think, did for yourself to say, okay, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep pushing through in this purpose so that it actually came to fruition. So what were some of the things that you did to talk yourself through that process so that it was successful and, and it actually happened. So you all, this is exactly how I talk to myself. Marcy, it's not about you. Get mm. out of your own way. It is not about you. See, the thing is, when we refuse to show up the way that God has called us to show up, mm -hmm. then we are allowing the people that we're supposed to show up for to not be able to show up. Mm. We are allowing people to die because we refuse to show up. We allowing dreams and gifts to not be able to be brought to life because we are refusing to show up. And that is so powerful because I'm one of those people who will talk myself out of it, right? And then afterwards feel so terrible. So again, I am enjoying speaking to Marcia because she's providing that the information of what does it look like when I'm living in faith and trust, simply. And I believe that you have a great way of just being that for, for yourself, for God, 
And that is, I'm just going to live in faith and trust and see what happens. And that is so refreshing. Are you ready for an interactive way to inspire, empower, and equip your community? As society returns to normal, we face the challenge of connecting and purposeful living. Our 501c3 nonprofit organization, JNTEL, understands this challenge. We have developed workshops that promote self-care and well-being. Invite JNTEL to your women's events such as retreats, luncheons, small group gatherings, and internal programs. Together, we will create an atmosphere for self-expression, self-discovery, confidence building, and spiritual connection. Go to jintel.org slash booking to book us today. And so when you guys are gathering together, what are you learning and seeing in terms of the people who are participating and what they are gaining from your workshops or your, your virtual events? So from the weekly Zoom talks, we, like I said, we cover a lot of different topics. I mean, we've covered finding your purpose, getting to the other side of pain, dealing with mental health, dealing with childhood trauma, learning your capacity, because that's definitely one thing that we struggle with as women, learning our capacity and self-care and the power of no, right? And so during these Zoom talks, these women are able to see themselves, but Mm -hmm. They're able to see themselves on the other side, if you understand what I'm saying. Because the thing is, we all have a place that we are supposed to get to. But sometimes we allow this pain and this hurt and this childhood trauma, this generational trauma to stop us from getting there. But these weekly talks allows women to see that there is something on the other side that I can heal from this, that I can forgive, that I can let go. And in these talks, has there been a moment where you're like, oh, there's commonality to what individuals are saying? What are some of the things that you see is very common in terms of addressing who we are as women and moving to that next level? The most common things are, first of all, we don't realize that there's things that we still have not healed from from our childhood. We don't understand the importance of forgiveness or really understand what the benefits of forgiveness. And we don't, as women, definitely as African-American women, we don't know how to put ourselves first. Yeah, we are the ones who get it done. But it at times, that type of mentality does come with a consequence because... We're the last ones to get it done for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm quite intrigued. I I know we talked about the healing aspect of it, but can you go into a little bit more detail of what you mean by forgiveness and the benefits of it? I know that there's power in forgiveness and how did that manifest in your life and the things that you've seen in individuals that you've been coaching or inspiring? See, the most important thing is for us to learn what forgiveness is. A lot of times people refuse to forgive because they feel like, oh, they're freeing the person of the harm that the person has caused them. What happens when you decide to forgive? Let's start with forgiving others first. When you decide to forgive others, you're only freeing yourself because Mm -hmm. when you don't forgive You don't move. Now, your body is moving and the years and the days are moving along, but you don't move because you still have that unforgiveness in your heart. You're still stuck 
in that place during that time when that person hurt you. It mm-hmm. is all that you think about. You yeah. are always triggered by yeah. that situation. You're always thinking, right? But when you decide to forgive someone and give them to God, you free yourself. It no longer has power over you. Because of that unforgiveness, you're really not able to see and hear clearly. It's really stopping you from being able to see things that are are right in front of you. Like if you are single and you're looking for your your husband, you ain't going to be able to see him because you haven't forgiven your previous relationship. He right in front of you. And so forgiveness allows you to take your power back. See, because the thing that we don't realize is the power is in our hands, not in no one else's hands. But we continue to give our power to other people. Then the other thing about forgiveness is if you call yourself a Christian and a believer of Christ, God cannot forgive you unless you first forgive those who Uh, sinned against you. Yeah. And you know, that's always the hard one to swallow. (laughs) Yes, It, it is. And I say that because I've wrestled with that so many times, which would be, okay, well, I'll forgive later. Right now I'm just too angry. So I want to stay in this angry mode. And there's been so many times where God just interrupts me, my life, because he's like, hey, first of all, I don't want you to hold on to this, what you've just described in terms of being able to have freedom in it. And when you're in that mindset of, I'm just going to be angry, there's no freedom. There's no freedom. And then we do forget that God could easily remain angry at us, but he doesn't. And so who are we to do something completely opposite of how he's engaging with us, with other individuals? But sometimes it's challenging for us to view it in that lens, as well as, hey, I gave you my son. (laughs) That is like the epitome of forgiveness. (laughs) So I, so I, I definitely appreciate you highlighting that. And, and what about, and I think you were probably starting down that route, and I probably interrupted, so my apologies, but in the sense of self-forgiveness, what does that look like and why is that needed? Self-forgiveness is so important. Before I get on that, I just want to say that if you are struggling with forgiveness, go to God. He already knows. Mm-hmm. Don't go to people. Don't go to man. Don't go to flesh. Go to God and let God know I'm struggling here, God. I know I'm supposed to forgive this person, but it's hard. Please help me. Yeah. And he will. And remember, it's a process. Now, sometimes we can quickly forgive people. Sometimes it takes some time. And that's okay as long as you're working towards it and not running from it. Yeah. And as you say that, the thing that jumps in my mind is that time that you're talking about is actually healing. Yes. We just need to heal. And and that's okay to have that part of the journey and to not rush that part of the journey. Exactly. And when we get into talking about self-forgiveness, I feel that that's one thing that we forget to do Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we do forgive others and we're wondering, well, why can I stop thinking about this? You know, why is is this still bothering me? I let this person go. I've forgiven them. But my question is, have you forgiven yourself? Because sometimes what we do is we'll blame ourselves for whatever happened to us, right? I should have, could have, would have, but you have to forgive yourself because maybe you didn't know better, right? 
or maybe you were not able to see what was happening, but you have to be able to forgive yourself. And in that process of forgiving yourself, again, you have to give yourself grace. Remember that Jesus died on the cross for every one of our sins. Remember that he knew what we were going to do before we even did it. And so it is done. That That is over. You are a new creation. You're not the same person. And so my pastor says it like this. He said that you keep talking to God and asking God to forgive you. Well, the very first time that you asked God to forgive you, he forgave you. So you continuously going back to him. He don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Because right. he has already forgiven you. You're the only person. So if God doesn't even condemn us, why right. are we condemning ourselves? Again, that's living in the past. We need to be in the present. If you're having a hard time forgiving yourself, the next thing I want to ask you is, during that situation, did you take the lessons from it? Okay, God, what can I learn from this? Then you can be able to move on. But if you're, all you're thinking about is the negative or the hurt and the pain, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, then you're not allowing yourself to gain the wisdom that you're supposed to gain for the next storm, for the next test, for the next challenge. And, and that's so very key. And I, and I do appreciate you sharing that. I was uh, taking a, a grief recovery workshop and, and being able to help facilitate those type of conversations. And it was quite fascinating because one of the things that the individual shared was that we get stuck in grief because we don't allow ourselves to have the closure that we need. And so we just kind of stay in limbo. And one of the things that they talked about is doing something where you can get closure. And when you're speaking in terms of, did you get your lessons from it? That way of thinking helps facilitate getting that closure because you're looking at it from a perspective, okay, what did I've learned? What, what have I, how can I grow from it versus it just attacking me over and over again? So I, I definitely appreciate you sharing that insight because it's very beneficial. And so just, so I want to make sure that people know that we're still talking about purpose, but I just got a little curious because of the things that God is allowing you to do. And so, so getting back to this aspect of purposeful living, I want to know, like, what advice would you give someone as they're trying to redefine themselves or take on a new shift in their life? where their purpose may change, may not change. Can you provide some insights to what would you give that person an advice on and how to stay on that journey? So the one thing that I can say is, first of all, we all have, we have to understand that everything that we've been talking about this far has everything to deal, do with purpose. And the next thing is you have to redefine what purpose truly is. Because what is purpose to you? See, the thing that I had to learn is I thought purpose was a place that I had to arrive to, right? Because most of the time we see people and they're doing this and we're doing that. And we're like, oh, wow, they have arrived. They have reached their place. They're using their gifts. You know, they're victorious. But see, this walk with Christ, we're always in purpose, always in purpose. I don't care if you're a mother, if you're a wife. If you're an employee, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a complete stranger to someone, 
you're always in purpose. And that's what you have to realize. We're not chasing purpose. We're chasing God. And when you live a life that you're chasing purpose, you're always going to be chasing. It's like chasing money, right? But if you learn to live your life to chase God, to emulate God, then you can live a purpose-filled life. Anytime God can use your gifts, because we have, a lot of us have more than one gift. So that could be simply talking to someone, a complete stranger, giving them your ear, at many acts of kindness, holding the door for someone, being a parent in your household, family, our household is one of the top of our ministries. And so we have to remember that our purpose will change, even though we'll still be using our spiritual gifts, we just might be in a different environment. We might be with different people, but we are constantly and forever in purpose. And as we continue to go through this life journey, we're going to face some storms. We're going to face some challenges. We're going to face some giants that is going to shift our assignments. And we're going to always forever be going through different seasons. But the one thing that doesn't change is our God. The one thing that doesn't change is the gifts that he has placed in you. So the key thing to identify is what are your spiritual gifts? How does God want to use you? How does he want to turn this pain into joy? How does he want to take this pain to help another person? And I think what you shared there is key because we do a class where we're talking about purposeful living. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that we talk about is a, as you've already identified, that it's already been there. It's there. It's just becoming more aware and in tune to those elements. What you shared is very instrumental in the sense of knowing that when that change comes, doesn't necessarily mean who you are and what God has purpose for you has changed as well. It's just Mm -hmm. readjusting to the new environment. To move forward, there, there is something else that you shared that I would love if you can provide a little bit more tips and maybe strategies in terms of, you made a statement, facing your giants. What does that look like and how do you face them? Mm. One thing that we have to remember is that the battle is already won. So no matter what giant is in front of you, the battle is already won. He, she, it, that is already defeated. I like how Dr. Darius Daniels, he put it, he said, it's already a fixed fight. So what are you running from? You're allowing, he said that you're allowing the grasshopper in your head, which we all have, talk you out of a fixed fight. That giant don't have those spiritual weapons that you have. That giant doesn't have the word of God. The giant doesn't have prayer. The giant doesn't have fasting. The giant doesn't have praise and worship. We have the most powerful spiritual weapons. So my question is, are you using them? And do you know how to use them? That's how we defeat every battle. The power is in the tongue. We have the power and authority. And I think that's so important because what you're sharing too is just a perspective, getting us in a place where our perspective is through the lens of God versus what we're seeing around us. 
Yes. And that's that mindset transformation, that mindset shift where we're aligned that mindset to the character, the goodness, and the truthfulness of who God is. So that's very encouraging because it's interesting. There's a lot of things in my journey where I was challenged with putting the responsibility back where it belonged. Most of that responsibility was allowing God to work through those circumstances. But the other responsibility was the way that I thought about those circumstances instead of looking at it through the lens of being a victim, but looking at it through the lens of, wait a minute, I am in control of who I am as my being. And because of that, am I shifting and aligning myself to who he is in his being versus my circumstance? And so I think the way that you've talked about facing your giants is a very clear description of that as well, which is how you're aligning your mindset to who God is and being faithful through his provisions because he does provide. Yes. And then the next thing is like one thing that we have to understand is the God we serve, Mm -hmm. because what we see in the natural is nothing compared to this, what he can, what he does in the supernatural, right? And the God that we serve, oh, he likes a big show, right? <laughs> so sometimes we're going through things and we're like, okay, God, so this is what your word say. You will never leave or forsake me. You came to give me hope in the future. Like, when are you going to show up? I always tell people that we serve, I call him a fourth quarter God. Right. So yeah. you're watching like baseball, whatever, whatever sports you're watching. And you're like, yeah. man, this team lost. They are done. There is no way they're about to come out. Everyone leaving the stadium, everyone turning off the TV. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, they come back with a win. That's yeah. the type of God that we serve. A miracle working God, a promise keeper, a way maker, a, a print. Like I can go on and on. Have to hold on to the promises because the enemy will keep coming to you and say, he ain't going to show up. You're not going to make it to the other side of this thing. You're not going to be healed. You're not going to get that job. You're not going to be able to pay those bills. No man is ever going to love you. But then you have to open your mouth with that power and authority that God has given you and let him know, my God is the name above all names. My God said he would never leave or forsake me. My God said that this too shall pass. And you just start speaking that word over your life, that word over the situation. That word over your kids, that word over your finances, that word over your household, that word over your business, and trust and believe your God will show up. The name of Jesus, everything must bow. And I'm I'm saying, oh, she done start preaching and she's doing a wonderful job. And in all your passion, the one of the things that I was thinking of, so that our listeners can hear and and see or have something tangible for them. Can you give us one situation where you saw God move in that way in your life during this journey? One that will continue to inspire and motivate us as we allow God to show up in our lives in the same manner. You know, we know that God will work things out for our good. There are sometimes situations that happen where we even question like, okay, so where is God with, with 
so much evil in the world. Can't God just come and just end it and stop it all? Right. Even through those situations, I just want to remind someone that he is still able. He is still willing. 2020, I'm going to make it real short. 2020, I lost my 22-year-old brother. He was murdered. And it was was very tough because even leading up to the doctor saying we did all we could, I had this peace that I knew that God, like, I wasn't even worried. I was like, oh, he about to have a mighty testimony. Lord, I know you're mm. about to use him. I'm outside the hospital praying. He shall live. He shall not die. God, mm. bring him home. Bring him, bring him home to us. Had this peace. And that w- this one moment, God stopped me in my thoughts. Well, the spirit stopped me in my thoughts and was like, well, wait a minute. You said he shall live. He shall not die. Mm. Well, you know that when he go to heaven, He's living. I'm like, wow, I'm still praying. And then the spirit stopped me and said, well, you said bring him home, but which home are you calling him home to? Hmm. Praise the Lord. And so when the doctor said we did all that we could, and yes, I was hysterical. I, I processed, but in that, within that whole hour, I said, Lord, I forgive her. For me, forgiveness is not an option. I have to forgive because who am I? Who am I? And then I said, okay, God, thank you for his life. Cause in everything we have to be grateful because let me, let me remind someone. Yes. My brother was 22. He died young. He died young. He had so much life to live, but God gave us 22 years. He could have died at five. He could have never made it outside the hospital, but not only did God give us 22 years, God gave us 22 great years. I have Mm -hmm. memories. See, that's one thing that you have to realize. There are certain things that the enemy can never take because we know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he cannot take the memories that you have. Only if you allow him to take that. And I asked God, I said, okay, so what we about to do? Because I need to know how we about to turn this around. Like, what is the purpose in this? How are you about to use me? And I'm true believer that, God is, he's already turned it around, right? Yes, I would give anything to have my brother back, right? I would give anything to see him have kids, to see him get married. But if my brother wouldn't have transitioned, then there's a lot of things that wouldn't not have happened Mm -hmm. if that wouldn't have happened. And so you have to go back and think and like, and say, okay, if this wouldn't have happened, then this wouldn't have happened. Because of his death, guess how many people are going to get saved? Right. Because now me and my family and anyone attached to him has his story to tell. So think about how many people's lives are going to get saved. That's my giant, my storm. But God is still good. Thank you for your vulnerability in sharing that with us, because in the midst of you sharing that, one of the things that was clear for me is that we're going to have disappointments. We're going to have loss. That's just the reality of being on this earth. But it doesn't mean that God stopped being with us. It doesn't mean that God stopped having a purpose for us in those storms. And I I think you've clearly identified that God's purpose reigns no matter what. So I, I thank you. And I thank you for the time that you spent with us. These past two interviews give me an opportunity to drill you. You have so many great nuggets. And I hope that those who have been listening can just 
take them for themselves and, and just kind of hide them away in their hearts and meditate on it, chew on it, and, and allow it to grow in their spirits. And so how can people get in contact with Marcia and learn more about your virtual group and the things that you're a part of? So my website is Marcia N. Cole. So that's Marcia, the letter N, Cole, C-O-L-E. And that's also my so all my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse is and YouTube is Marcia N. Cole. And your virtual group is called Faith, Focus, and Finish Strong. All right. And you guys, you've heard her passion today. And so I definitely encourage you guys to learn more about her and, and to continue to get your spirit fed. So Marcia, I want to say thank you again for joining us. This is all that we have for today. And we will see you for our wonderful tools and tips show. And you know, she gave so many, so much good information. So you probably just going to have to listen to the interview a couple of times because my 10 tips is not going to cover all the thing. But we're going to try. Until then, have a great week.